Welcome to Team Smart Rambles. We are back for episode two. I am our weight loss specialist, Vic. And I am our head coach, Rowena. And today we are here to speak to you about the differences between comp prep versus real life when it comes to nutrition and training. But before we get started, we want to remind you that this podcast is for educational purposes only. You must always consult your own medical provider or coach before taking on any of your fitness or nutritional requirements. So both of us have comp prepped in the past. Our last comp was actually together and it was the best comp prep we've ever had. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we honestly don't want to go back until we're doing it together. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, no. But we have spent, so our last comp prep was 2018. So that's a long time ago. That is what, four years ago? Yeah. And we have been just living regular old life since then and I think it has been great for me it has definitely evolved me as a coach I was possibly more strict on my clients purely because I was always in some form of comp prep whether it be a bulk or like there was always a show planned so I was very much strict on what I did and I expected the same for my clients so I think it has taught me to be a bit better coach for a real life general population client I actually agree because Throughout my weight loss journey, I was obviously very strict on myself to reach my goals. And then I kind of came out of that and went straight into two almost back-to-back slightly comp preps. Um, So then for me, post that, uh, it was my surgery. And then I've just been living my best life as well. So like I've kind of found that normal real-life balance, I guess. Yeah, which is... Perfect. Yeah. And you're always learning as a coach and so much comes from what you experience yourself, but also from your clients. So it's always evolving your knowledge. So to live life is really good. But what we want to talk about today is just the difference for you. And it has come about because sometimes I see some of my clients that are incredibly strict way too strict on their nutrition and even the amount of training they think they should be doing compared to like what they should be doing because it's real life not comp prep yeah i agree um i will start with training i think for the beginnings of our podcast when you are in comp prep you haven't got time to miss a training session. You have a deadline. You have to look a certain way. And your training is an unsustainable amount of training. You've normally got a step goal. You are doing weights five to six times a week. And then you can have cardio on top of that. So you are fitting in a lot. And then there's also posing and so much happening physically for your body. And of course, you then have to stretch and do mobility and all the rest of it so that you don't end up injured while you're in a calorie deficient because you are more likely to get injured in a calorie deficient especially with the intensity of your training so um i do sometimes see that people will come to me and they're doing excessive amounts of training because they've been following someone on social media that is a comp prep like a bikini girl who's going back to back shows has an off season comes back and these clients come to me and they have a normal job three kids and a husband and they're trying to still function but they're hitting the gym six times a week doing hours of cardio a week and still hitting their step goals and I'm like well hey let's 
bring this back. You're not about to step on stage. You shouldn't be training this much. Let's find a more sustainable, more balanceable life. And first step for me is always cutting back their training programs to like four times a week, maximum five times a week. So I have a bit more control because my clients are custom, whereas yours are a generic program. So they are only given so much, but um, yeah, I instantly cut back their training and then I start to cut back cardio as well. Yeah, I agree. They need to find that work-life balance that fits in with their training as well. Mm. Like you can't have a husband, three kids, run a house, work full-time job and train six days a week just for general like lifestyle. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're not being paid to do it. And even for us, we work in the industry. So our training does have to make sure we fit a certain look to be an inspiration to our clients and people around us and people that follow us. But we still have a balance. I only train weights three times a week and I've added my cardio in. We joke <laughs> because it's like once a fortnight at the moment. <laughs> it needs to be weekly. But um, yeah, I just, and I'm doing that for my lung capacity more than anything else. I'm not doing it yeah. for fat loss. Yeah. yeah, and I think sometimes people like don't see the other side of these influencers' lives. Like all they see is their training and their like what they post on Instagram. Mm. But that that could be their actual job. Like yeah. they don't have another nine to five job that they have to be at for those eight hours or nine hours a day. Like that is their job. They base what they have to get done for their day, their workload around fitting in their training and making it fit their schedule. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't work <laughs> that many hours and be able to spend that much time without like missing out on lifestyle. Yeah. And I think sometimes these girls that try and copy that are then sacrificing the most important thing, which is actually sleep. They're like, oh, I only fit in five hours sleep by the time I have to do everything. And it's like, well, do you know what? That seven to eight is actually a requirement for your health. Um, I have, I've got blogs on this on the website, so I can definitely put a link in the description of this podcast so you can go read it and watch all the videos and the content that I have posted for that. Um, but sleep is so incredibly important. And if you're over-prioritizing training and cardio over sleep, you're failing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, what do you see in the difference for nutrition, in your opinion, Vic? Um, Comprep is just that next level of strictness, I guess. Like, for me, like lifestyle, like I'll still track my macros, but if I'm a few grams over here or a few grams over there or I feel like an extra cookie, like I'll just have it and I'll eat it and I'll move on. Mm. Whereas in Comprep, like you don't have that option. Like you have like we've said, you have a deadline, you're getting on a stage in an itty bitty, teeny tiny bikini and that hides nothing. Mm. And you're being judged <laughs> on your physique. That is yeah. what that is at the end of the day. You're letting someone else judge you to decide whether you are the winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have a choice but to be on point. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely don't have, I would say from at least 10 to 12 weeks out, I wouldn't have takeaway in my diary and if I did I would be very conscious of the option that I picked yeah I do agree I think I pushed it a bit last time and <laughs> I got a bit I guess um you mean looking, while you were dieting yeah while I was dieting <laughs> yeah 
And like, I agree, you have to be a bit more picky on those choices. Yeah, once you've got a deadline on your diet, you you do need to be a bit more picky. You are a little bit more inflexible. Whereas when you are general population, you're losing weight, you actually can be 80% compliant. And as long as you're willing for it to take 12 to 18 months, six months, it depends what you're trying to lose, obviously. Yeah. Then, yeah, you can be 80% compliant to your nutrition and just accept those bad weeks for less of a better word. But the actual trend is always down yeah the results might be just that little bit slower but you're still going to get there in the end yeah and once you reach that goal you're not going to care if it took you six months or if it took you nine you're just going to be proud of the fact that you got to that goal in the end yeah and I feel like it teaches more as well like um you've learned that you can go out for tea you didn't have to track that meal okay that week you didn't lose any weight you maintained or maybe you gained a little bit depending how much you let your hair down like if it was a wedding and you got drunk at the wedding as well and then you had that follow-up breakfast it can definitely compile on but it teaches you that you didn't have to punish yourself the next week you just got back on track and continued on yeah just put it behind you you enjoyed it you made the memories you laughed you had fun so what? Because mm. we shouldn't live like in a diet. A goal should always be to reach maintenance and live. Yeah. And I I actually, in the last, <laughs> what, 18 months to two years, has it even been two years? August 2020? What are we? Nearly. Nearly two years. Um, fitness and nutrition hasn't been my number one priority at all. I've been happy with my physique. We put all our planning into financial future and redevelopment of our properties and it's overtaken all my time and it's only just starting to not overtake all my time. But I have moved to intuitive eating. I always said to people that once they reach their goal and they learn how to maintain, they should move to intuitive eating. But I had never actually done it myself because I always had a goal still. I had never just had this maintenance goal so I think it's been a really good thing for me to yeah eat intuitively and learn how to do it and that I actually can do it so I've still obviously checked in I still jump on the scales every day and that's not an obsessive thing I just daily weigh and I look at the average I don't get upset by a number going up and data yeah um And then I probably haven't been as consistent in the last six months for my photos. That's how I've ended up hurting myself because I would have picked up on an imbalance (laughs) and never got injured. But um, yeah, I think it's been good for me as a coach to learn that intuitive eating because that is where everyone should be moving towards. I don't think people should be stuck to their tracking app and all that sort of thing. I think it's about learning it to balance it. You have to learn. You have to learn what you like do have in your intake each day to then be able to turn around and be like, okay, I've had X, Y, Z for breakfast. So I might have something leaner for like lunch and dinner because my breakfast was quite heavy. Mm. Yeah. But Mm. in your mind, you're still like roughly keeping track, but not uh, like you're not actually tracking it within an app. Yeah. You just intuitively. Yeah. I know what a day (laughs) should look like. I make sure I have my three serves of fruit. There's a good serve of veggies with tea and either veggies or salad with lunch. And I don't know, I focus more on the food choices as such. Yeah. And I just know that they're my food choices. Yeah. 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 We have three minutes left. (laughs) I feel like I've covered most of my topic in my head, what I was going to talk about. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I feel like we didn't really cover maybe like the 
not so like the downside, but maybe almost a downside of a prep. Mm -hmm. Like your training is so high, your um, food is getting lower, your cardio output is increasing maybe each week, you know, each new training block. Um, And the way that that makes you feel compared to lifestyle. Like, I don't know about you, but like in comp prep, I lost my mind. Like I would be driving somewhere Mm. and then I'm just driving along in my mind. Like I'm just off with the fairies and like, I don't know where I'm driving to, but I'm Mm. driving somewhere. You're on autopilot. Yeah. Mm. And like, I'd be putting the bread in the fridge or like the (laughs) butter in the cupboard and like just doing like silly little things that like I would never do in like a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I think people hide the not so glamorous side of comp prep you share your food you share your a little bit of your training you share and you some share of the posing. ripped abs that you've got yes, going on yes. like you shred it and you want to show that off because you've worked damn hard but you don't see the damp the downside of how it's impacted your daily life in a way it do you know what it reminds me of when I got engaged I we got eloped and we'd actually planned it within a week we booked everything in um and people would ask me they're like oh so are you having like are you organizing your wedding and I'm like no I don't have time for that I'm just so busy with my work and these women would say to me once you start planning a wedding it will take over your life and I remember thinking to myself love I'm already done <laughs> but that is what comp prep is that is what comp prep is so if for anyone that's got married and done their dream day wedding that is what comp prep is. You don't think about anything else. Nothing else is priority other than your wedding. You work around your wedding. And that's exactly what comp prep is. You will choose not to see your husband and children for an extra hour because you got cardio. Mm-hmm. You will choose not to have sex with your husband because you want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to. You don't yeah. want to do anything else yeah. other than like you're just like so laser focused yeah. on getting done what you have to get done each day, each week that nothing else seems to like matter yeah and the snooze button doesn't even exist no no that alarm goes off you're up you're out you're like you're gone yeah there's no no matter how dead tired you feel you're like i gotta go caffeine becomes your friend oh yeah Mm. lots of oxy shred (laughs) oxy shred and you black coffees like i know i don't think i see you drink black coffee ever except for in comp prep you're like oh god can't waste that little bit of milk Oh, Peakwick is the worst, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, yeah, that's a really important fact that that lifestyle is unsustainable and we don't sustain it. No, you cannot. There's no way. And if you actually watch someone in comp prep that is very honest about their reversing afterwards, oh, that's the timer. <laughs> We're going to go over today, guys. Um,. If you actually watch their reverse, they do gain a little bit of weight quite quickly. If you want to compare them to comp day, they possibly still look really good, but they're yeah. not show day lean anymore because no. it's not sustainable. It's not. And the ones that look like they still are, they're probably posting old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, we went a little over today, but that's okay. We feel like we shared lots of valuable information. 
If you have liked and enjoyed this podcast, please show it some love in your podcast provider where you are listening. Uh, it really helps us be found by other people so we can get our information out to other people. And of course, drop us a comment on our social medias wherever we promote that the podcast is live. Um, and yeah, let us know what you want to hear about because we'll happily ramble about anything. Exactly. We love to talk. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye.